What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, episode 90-something or other. Um, today, we are going to talk relief pitching and why MLB The Show, despite many of the content progressions they've made this year, because let's be honest with ourselves, we can hate the game as much as we want. The content has been very, very, very good. We're still falling behind on relief pitchers. That obviously includes closers. Anybody who comes out of the bullpen for this discussion is a relief pitcher. Um, this is, you know, a series or the next in line of a series of like, oh, let's just complain about this. Uh, but I don't take what I'm saying as a complaint. I take it more as like a constructive criticism or a suggestion. In all reality, the bullpen, the relievers, the pitchers they're giving us aren't bad. I just wish there were more. Okay. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at the current state of relief pitching. We're going to go through my bullpen. This is kind of an extension of the episode where I talked about who should be on your God squad, right? So it's an extension of that. We're going to talk about my bullpen, why I chose my bullpen the way it is, what other options I think you could be using, and then how could SDS make the content better? How could we get more? How could we get a different variety? How could we just change it up a little bit? All right, so... First things first, I do want to point out, I appreciate the feedback that you guys gave me on my uh, Battle Royale Tips episode. I know a few people liked it, so thank you very much. I appreciate that. Since that video, I have gone 12-1 and one two more times. Uh, so in the past week, I've gone 12-1 and one twice. I got Tatis and Acuna, so a cool 500k stubs came out of that. I feel like the BR gods hate me. Because yes, I've gone flawless one time this year, but I've gone 12-1 and one like five times, six times, something like that. Just let me finish the job. Maybe it's my fault. I'm not clutch. I don't know. But geez, let, just, just let me go flawless more than this one time. All right. So, the bullpen. Multiple ways to set up a bullpen. I don't think there really is any such thing as your true devoted closer, per se. Um, I always play matchups. If the guy's got two lefties coming up in the ninth, I'm pitching a lefty. Um... If I've noticed that he's not hitting cutters away very well, I'm going to make sure I use like Devin Williams or Kenley Jansen. If he's struggling with Velo in, maybe he gets Kenley Jansen. Maybe he gets uh, Johan Duran. I learned how to say his name. Um, it's all got to be based on what your opponent's tendencies have shown you. You know, Clay Holmes, if he's hitting a lot of ground balls, throw Clay Holmes. Just keep getting sinker, 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 ball in the dirt, ball in the dirt. But general bullpen construction. I always have at least three lefties. Some people try to have four. I don't think you need four. Three is fine with me, especially because there are better righty relief options than there are lefty ones. That's going to be part of our discussion today. Uh, so my current bullpen, the way it stands, prime Brad Hand. Why do I have Brad Hand? He throws a sinker, very important. He throws a slider primary. I like that a lot. In a game and a meta that thrives on velo, Brad Hand, I find, to be very effective <clears throat> because if you were just pitching somebody with Outlier, you can really slow it down with Brad Hand. And then, if you take Brad Hand out and go back to some fire, you're keeping you're keeping your opponent kind of off balance, right? So that's why I like Brad Hand. I have face of the franchise, Aroldis Chapman. This Chapman will be in the bullpen until we inevitably get the 96-798 Chapman, whatever his, his overall is going to be. Why do we have this Chapman, even though he's been nerfed a bit with the way that the game has kind of just taken away his sinker, changed his windup, things of that nature? Well, 
120 hits per... I have a P4, so 116 hits per nine, technically speaking. Max Velo, very good break. His control is bad. We all know that, but with how deceptive he can be, not a big deal. My other lefty has been a rotating spot. Right now, it's live series Josh Hader. <clears throat> he is by far my worst reliever. I have a 5.82 ERA with him. Some of that comes from playing him in events, so lower pitch speed difficulties gets banged around a little bit. I don't think Hader is as deceptive as you'd think he is. So, not in love with Hader, but he's here for now. I have Johan Duran. Given the fact that Velocity and Outlier is the meta, Duran is disgusting. I actually really only throw his four-seam and cutter. His splitter ends up being just like the average velocity of a fastball, so pretty simple to hit. His 12-6 is a pretty decent, like, catch-your-opponent-off-guard type of pitch. You better make sure you bury it or really throw it in a count where you don't think he's going to swing. Like, not so much a get-me-over pitch, but kind of, sort of, a get-me-over pitch. Next up, Player of the Month, Clay Holmes. Uh, like I said, bowling ball of a sinker. You're using this for ground balls. He's a double play machine. Velo and breaker max. His control is also not good, but his pitches move so much that I don't think it matters. I really don't. Devin Williams face of the franchise is probably my favorite reliever this year. He They call him the airbender. It's because everything he throws moves. It's disgusting. His cutter is... This cutter is probably the best cutter in the game because of how slow it is. You get so much weak contact off that cutter. The screwball ends up being incredibly difficult to square up. Circle change primary, I love. 31 stamina at P4 is actually not that bad. Uh, he has a 205 ERA in 57 innings. Mostly Hall of Fame. So, I love Devin Williams. I haven't actually used Goose yet. The new Goose Gossage, All-Star, 95. He was a headliner. Throws a sinker and a slurve. God-awful control at 73, but he has high velo, pretty good break, and a very large hits per nine at 119. So, I think we'll inevitably get a 99 goose, and he will be in the bullpen. For now, we have a 95. Same thing goes for Kenley Jansen. We will inevitably get a 99 of his. Right now, it's just the 96. Cutter, slider, sinker. He has two of the, the three meta pitches. A slider that hangs a little, and it's really slow, but I think he throws so hard otherwise with his other pitches that it, it's enough of a discrepancy i think it's okay this card's disgusting now as far as other options you could be using i have okay so time out real quick interjection here because i went flawless uh, not flawless sorry because i went 12 and 1 twice in the last week and i had so many stubs i now have literally every card in the game actually every one every live series card every flashback every legend i have purchased every card in the game as of Monday, June 27th, before the new rank season. So I don't have Vlad Jr. or Vlad Sr., and I don't have um, Javi Baez. We'll get those in time. But I just want to let you guys know, I am speaking from a point where I have every single card. Okay, so cards you could otherwise be using. 95 Brian Wilson, absolutely. Not in my bullpen, because I don't pitch particularly well with him, but I could see why you'd use him. Bruce Suter. I've seen top players use them. I get hit around with them, but you could use them. But notice here, as we're talking about this, the sheer number of righties we're talking about. There aren't as many lefties. 93 Trevor Hoffman. Sure, go for it. 
93, Eric Gagne. I personally think he's batting practice, but his attributes would dictate the fact that he's pretty good, so go ahead, use him. 93, Zach Britton. I've actually gotten hit around with Zach Britton. 7.3 ERA in 16 innings. I don't like that, so I don't use him, but I could see why you would. Dennis Eckersley, sure. Ryan Helsley, eh, go ahead, he throws hard enough. 91, Rivera. When is 90, 91 Rivera? Sorry, don't know what I said there. But when his 99 does come out, that's what I meant to say, he'll be in everybody's bullpen. Andrew Miller, lefty. Uh, this card, unfortunately, is kind of stinky because he only throws slider four-seam changeup. But he's got a sneaky delivery, high hits per nine, high break. Go for it. Tom Henke, sure. Uh, Steve Ciszek, absolutely. He's not in my bullpen. I actually took him out to put Gossage in. Um... So I could absolutely see you using C-Sheck. Emmanuel Classe, yep. John Franco, sure. Billy Wagner, probably not. Don't use this Billy Wagner card. It's pretty readable. His 99 will be a much different story. Sean Doolittle, eh. Lefty Grove, eh. Victor Arano, eh. Romano, no. Houston Street, yes. Evaldi, no. Percival, no. Edwin Diaz, no. Ned, no. Price, no. Pyrans, no. We're getting to a lot of no's now. Uh, 85, Michael King, absolutely. Very good card. 85 Iglesias. I wish he still had a sinker, so no. Uh, Adivino, uh, Adivino, 85. Yes. Jose Alvarado. He's been my other lefty. If I don't use Hater, I use Alvarado. Uh, and that's kind of really where the buck stops here. Uh, we're still waiting on a high diamond Rob Dibble. When he comes out, absolutely. We'll probably get a high diamond Liam Hendricks. Uh, we might get a high diamond John Axford now that they've brought the gold card back into the game. We will absolutely be getting a high diamond. I know who I'm looking for, but I can't find him. Oh, sorry, guys. One second. We're looking. We're looking. We're looking. We will be getting a high diamond Chapman. I said that already, though. We will. I wish we'd get a high diamond Melanson because that card would be good. Uh, Aaron Loop is a guy that you should be using. I don't know where. Aaron, there he is. Aaron Loop is a guy you, you can be using if you need to. Uh, but here's the thing, guys aren't enough lefties. And realistically speaking, there aren't enough righties who are actually dominant. So let's go back through that list because here are some, here's one of my ways to fix the lack of bullpen depth. We talk so much, right? So much about lineup diversity, pitching rotation diversity. I don't think we have a ton of rotation diversity. I think we have a lot of options, but we also have a very clear top upper echelon. That's a problem within itself. But as far as bullpen goes, they're almost all copy paste of each other. For the most part, I would say out of an eight person bullpen, there's a very good chance you have at least five of the same pitchers in there. All things being equal. So how do we fix this? Well, let's talk. Let's go back to some of these live series guys. Because of how volatile the relief relief pitching position is, relief pitching role is, by volatile, I mean there are going to be years where, I'm trying to think of a good example, it's really hard to think of a good example, but there are going to be years. Let's use Edwin Diaz, for example. Before Edwin Diaz was traded from the Mariners to the Mets, he had like 50 saves, unfucking touchable And he gets traded, and he's basically dog shit for a year and a half. Now Edwin Diaz is back. I don't think there's any conversation to be had against that. He is 100% legit back. But it's a very kind of year-to-year -year position, unless you are the cream of the crop. Mariano Rivera, Eric Gagne, Trevor Hoffman, the list goes on and on. So I think 
SDS should do a better job of capitalizing on individual seasons from current live series guys. Like this 89 Sean Doolittle. He was an all-star in 2018. He pitched out of his gourd. Give him a high diamond, or at least a, a middle-tier diamond. This is a great example of what they should be doing all the time with so many different relievers. They did the same thing here with Jose Alvarado. Adam Adovino. Those are great. Let's do this all the fucking time. I'm not saying every single pitcher needs it, but like, Liam Hendricks is worthy of a diamond. Kirby Yates is worthy of a diamond. Uh, we're going to keep... Uh, you, this is going to sound redundant, but we're going to keep going. We're going to do this whole thing. Nick Anderson had a really good year, should get a diamond. Blake Trinan will hopefully, God, I hope, get his diamond, because that's one of my favorite relievers. Devin Williams should get a diamond. Um... Ken Giles was electric at one point in his career. Chad Green has had diamond-level seasons. David Robertson has had diamond-level seasons. I don't know the last time we've ever gotten a diamond David Robertson. Giovanni Gallegos last year was excellent. Uh, my, uh, Michael Fulmer, when he was Rookie of the Year, was a starter, so I don't know how much that helps us. Um, Mark Melanson, like I said before, he's pitched at a diamond level. Craig Kimbrell has pitched at a diamond. We will get a, a diamond Craig Kimbrell. Um... Let's see who else. Let's just, like, let, let's go through this thing. We already got the Zach Britton one. That's very good. Aaron Loop literally had a finest card last year. Let's give me a, a diamond Aaron Loop. Now we're into the bronzes, and there are guys here that deserve it. Shane Green had a gold last year. Let's get him another gold. Um, let's see. Brad Hand, good. Already got one. Camilo Duvall, excellent last year. Maybe we get him a high gold. I don't know. I'm just trying to find ways to be creative here. Oliver Perez has been a staple lefty reliever for several years. Give him a gold. Jonathan Loisega had a finest last year. Chris Martin has had gold-worthy seasons. Garrett Crochet, if they gave us a diamond prospect reliever of him, would be in a lot of, a lot of bullpens. I don't want to sound like a broken record. And I like Jake Diekman, another one, great one. I, I know I'm grasping at straws at a lot of these guys, but this is the way. Mandalorian quote. This is the way. To diversify bullpens. Tyler Nutsack, postseason card. Give him his diamond back. Aaron Bummer. Give him, give him a gold. You know, I, I don't need everything to be a 96 overall. But give us some options here. Give us some decent cards. Give us some things that will shake things up. That is step one to fixing bullpens. Instead of giving us live series flashback cards for the BR program, which I think is awesome. I think that's incredible. But that is so isolated to BR. Instead of doing that, or on top of doing that, also give us some flashback live series cards that are insanely good. Those are the type of cards I want for headliners. I don't want throw it in the trash, um, Leover Piguero. Like, sure, he's a cool future star. Sure, he hits lefties, but, like, even when he came out, he started nowhere. You drop some headliners of some relievers that could, like, instantly make an impact or, like, give us more Tops Now relievers. Like, Johan Duran was a great Tops Now reliever. Michael King was a great Tops Now reliever. Be more intentional in the Player of the Month program. Clay Holmes was a great one. Victor Arano was okay for, like, a week. Another good way. Take advantage of in-season opportunities to boost up the relief core. Great way for SDS to really beef this section up. But the last thing they could do 
in my opinion. We're going to use the internet now, team. Okay? We're going to look on the internet machine. So I will essentially be staring uh, right at this camera, right at this screen, which I do most of the time anyway. Uh, if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, thank you. I hope you're still getting some value out of this. If you're on YouTube, I love you. Please like, subscribe. Uh, and also, we're now going to talk about some of the best relief pitching seasons of all time. That's an easy way to add some content into MLB The Show. But sometimes they are just really quirky, one-off, incredible seasons that a guy had. And then he fell off the face of the earth. I'm a terrible Yankees fan. So, Tanyan Sturtz comes to mind. Scott Proctor comes to mind. Those are not guys that are going to rank in the top 10 relief pitching seasons of all time. But they were legitimate contributors for several years on a good team. Every single team in Major League Baseball history has had guys like that. Let's get their rights and put them in the game. Rob Dibble is not a Hall of Fame reliever. But Rob Dibble is the type of guy they should be targeting. Those like... If you weren't alive during that era, you never would have known them relievers who had incredible seasons. That's what we need. That is the best way to boost the bullpen. And I know Brewers fans don't like when I do this. You can now throw Phillies fans into the mix. Instead of fucking paying for the rights of Paul Molitor, Robin Yount, and Richie Ashburn... Cards that are never used, never see the light of day, are absolutely dog shit horrible every year they come out. Let's spend that money on the rights of players or cards that we might actually have some utility with. I'm sorry to all my Brewers fans who listen. I know that you have been vocal in the past, and I still appreciate you and hope we can be friends. But I don't want them, I don't want Molitor any out in this game anymore. This is my vendetta against SDS for buying the rights of players we don't give a shit about. I know not every card is built for every person. You can hit me with the argument all you want. I support the argument. <laughs> but, like, if money's the problem why we don't have certain cards in the game, let's allocate some funds elsewhere. That's all I'm getting at here. So let's look at some of the best relief pitching seasons of all time. Surely we will never have heard of all of these people. That's the point, I think. But let's get some good cards. So I am on a website that I have never heard of called StatGeekBaseball.com. Sounds pretty good to me. StatGeekBaseball.com has a stat called P-E-V-A. We will call it PIVA, I guess. PIVA is the acronym for StatGeekBaseball's new player rating value. We don't need to know what goes into it, but essentially it's a player rating value. So the higher it goes, the better it is. The maximum it could be is a 64, a 32 is a Cy Young or MVP candidate, and a 20 is All-League. I don't know what that is. 15 is All-Star. Okay. Got it. So, from, nine, from 1871 to 2020, this list goes through 2020. I want that abundantly clear. The highest PIVA ever put together by a relief pitcher is 24 and a half. So that would be... Below Cy Young candidate, but above all league. Whatever. doesn't fucking matter. Again, we're going to hear names we don't hear a lot of. We're going to see some generational anomalies as far as, like, the amount of innings thrown by relievers in 1927, which is literally one of them that we'll talk about here. But just work with me here, okay? These are ways, these are players, these are legends that we could get in this game to just beef up the depth of it. And that's all I want, is just the depth and experience, and so everybody's roster is different. 
and I think that's fair. According to Stat Geek Baseball, the best relief pitching season, we'll just say ever, was Dan Quisenberry. Okay, 1983, he had 45 saves. He pitched 139 innings with a 1.94 ERA. So, Dan Quisenberry. Why, why don't we have his rights? Maybe they tried and couldn't get him. If that's the case, fine. I'll put my foot in my mouth. But let's let's try to get some of these guys. Next up is Eric Gagne. We have his rights. Next up, oh, is good old Lindy McDaniel. Don't fucking know who that is. In 1960, he was 12-4 and four with 116 innings pitched. The third best relief pitching season ever. I don't know. Let's get him into the game. 1927, good old Will Seymour. W-I-L-C-Y Moore. He pitched 213 innings. 228 ERA. 19-7 and seven record. I don't know if he was dominant as far as a fastball goes. I don't know what pitches he threw. I don't know if he was a lefty or righty. I am not necessarily saying all of these guys would be meta. But what I'm getting at is there is a list of options here who we don't have rights for. Let's just explore it. Uh, Kenley Jansen, we have him. Mark Melanson, the sixth best relief pitching season ever. Give him a fucking diamond. Willie Hernandez, this is one that I know Tigers fans have wanted. I believe he won a Cy Young as a reliever. He was 9-3 in 1984 in 140 innings pitch and a 1-9-2 ERA. I believe when Sporer was on the podcast, he talked about Willie Hernandez. I'd be down. Mariano Rivera, 9. Edwin Diaz, 10. Kirby Yates, 11. And then, in 1950, number 12, good old Jim Constanti. Don't know who he is. 152 innings pitched. 2-6-6 ERA. Let's go buy good old Jim. Bruce Suter, Liam Hendricks, Eric Gagne. Is Fernando Rodney still in the game? Let's look. Let's look together as a team. Um, shop, players. I don't... Is he retired? What am I doing? How come I don't want to use the marketplace? There we go. Rodney. Rodney. No, Fernando Rodney, to my knowledge, is not in the game. Okay, so... I feel like he retired recently enough where we could probably get him back pretty cheap. Let's go get Fernando Rodney. In 2012 with the Rays, he was electric. 48 saves and a .6 ERA. Let's go get him. Raleigh Fingers we have. At number 18, John Wetland for the Expos. That'd be a really cool Nationals legend to get. 138 ERA. Then Rivera and Suter. So those are the top 20 seasons of all time. I have one more article here for everybody. It's from The Ringer. Ringer puts together great content. This story was published March 17, 2021. Okay, so it's it's mostly updated. It's before last season. This is a little bit different of approach. It, it's talking about every the best reliever every season since saves were invented. Okay, so in 1969, that was Hoyt Wilhelm. Hoyt Wilhelm, I believe, has been in the game before. Might have been a while. Let's go get him again. Ken Sanders from Milwaukee. Don't know who the fuck that is, but good. That's the point. John Hiller from Detroit. Never heard of him. Let's put him in the game. Mike Marshall, Dodgers. Let's go get him. Sparky Lyle. That'd be a, such a cool legend to add to MLB The Show. He pitched for a bunch of teams. Go, go get Sparky Lyle. Uh, Raleigh Finger. Dan Quisenberry. There's our boy. Comes up again. Willie Hernandez. There he is. Quisenberry again. 1986. Good old Mark Icorn. From Toronto. Don't fucking know who that is. Steve Bedrosian. I believe he was in the game last year. Never got a diamond, though. Why? Who fucking knows? 
Dennis Eckersley, we have him already. Dwayne Ward from Toronto. Don't know who that is. Let's put him in the game. Jose Mesa, was he, isn't he a bad person, or am I making that up? Did he do bad things? I, I don't know. If, if he's a bad person, let's not put him in the game. If he if he's a good person, I'm sorry for slandering your name, Jose Mesa. But I could have sworn I remembered reading something. Um, Randy Myers, 1997, Baltimore. 45 saves, buck 51 ERA. Fuck it, get him in the game. Billy Wagner, have him already. John Smoltz, too many of him, but we have him. Jonathan Papelbon and Brad Lidge. Fans have wanted these guys, especially Brad Lidge, for a long time. Let's go put him in the game. Um, Kimbrel. Koji Iwahara, Boston Red Sox. Great. He has a super fun name. His name is Koji Iwahara. Put him in the game. Wade Davis. He needs a high diamond at some point. He'll probably get it. Um, and, like, that's kind of where we've netted out here. But you guys get what I'm getting at, right? That was kind of an obnoxious few minutes. I'll acknowledge that. It was just me yelling at names. But... <laughs> These are guys we could have. Like, if there's any position or any role in Diamond Dynasty that's not as deep as others, it's relief pitching. Last year, it was probably catcher. They've considerably beefed up the catcher position this year. They've done a great job at that. And that's sincere. Next up, in my opinion, is the bullpen. Lefty specialist is where they're really going to have to work hard to get good cards. That's why I think someone like Aaron Loop should get a high diamond for his last year's performance. They should give him one of those flashback finest thingy-majiggies. Or just recircle, or resurface rather, sorry, um, his finest from last year. It can't be a 98 or 99 like it was, but like, you know, reasonably, let's toy with it. Let's put it back in the game. There have to be ways to do that and take advantage of the guy's rights they still have. That's why, like, the flashback silver tops now, Mike Trout and Juan Soto are so cool. They have these guys' rights, let's use them in every way possible. The same goes for making better cards. Not making worse cards for, for Battle Royale, which has has its use. It's giving me some better shit, okay? All told, like I said, content this year has been great. They've done a great job with slowly, slowly bringing up the overalls. They've done a great job with giving us cards who should be early, early, like George Brett. Pat on the back to me again for calling that. But it's, it's time, guys. We, we, we need to really look at the bullpen. I'm talking to you now, Ramon and company. Look at the bullpen and say, whose rights do we have? Let's go back through all their careers. Let's look through their baseball reference pages. Wow, that season by Chad Green in 2017 was absurd. Give him a diamond. That's it. It's that simple. Like, I, I mean, again, is every card going to be insane? No. Is every card going to have a cutter, sinker, or outlier? Absolutely not. All I'm asking is for options. It's that simple. And I, I I don't think that would throw off their content plan all that much. Because it would just be adding more to the game. Fuck, there could be uh, a, a cool, like... You know how they give, like, always intense packs out? Maybe there's a cool, like, uh, reliever of the decade pack. I don't know. Come up, uh, uh, a fireman pack or something. I don't know. All relievers. It's got a base round, it's got a rare round. Fucking name it whatever you want. But, like, that'd be super cool. It'd be a very specialized... Uh, program or pack, but I don't give a shit. Be a cool way to give us cards. Guys, that was this week's episode. I, I don't... It, it was a weird one. It was a different one, but it, it's just my opinions and my thoughts here. And I think... 
Maybe if you've never even realized it before, I, I, I think this is making sense for people. I hope it's making sense for people because the goal is always more content, right? We always want more. Here's an easy way to get us more. It might require spending a little money on some guys' rights, but it's not my money, so I don't give a shit. That is it, guys. I appreciate you all. I love you so much. Have fun playing the game. Talk to you next week.